Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker, host of the Love You Even More podcast. I'm an author, performer, producer, and Emmy Award winner. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and experts in their field to have powerful, motivational, and enlightened conversations about relationships, self-development, and how you can love yourself even more. Follow us for daily updates at Love You Even More podcast and at Jackie Brubaker on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. For more on myself and the podcast, including ways that you can love yourself even more, go to loveyouevenmore.com. Welcome, Jenny Taylor, to the Love You Even More podcast. Jenny is an incredible entrepreneur. She's been through some stuff. She has an incredible boudoir business called Jenny Taylor Boudoir, which I would love to take pictures at. I've always wanted to do a boudoir shot or shoot, photo shoot. So I think I found my girl. Um, She's here. We're going to talk about some of her, you know, triumphs and some of her rock bottoms and how she is where she is today. So Jenny, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Hi, everybody. So I know I kind of gave you a little intro, but I'm just going to let you take the lead and kind of start us off with, let's start with your actual business. Did you always want to do that or did that come out of something else that you had done before? How did your six-figure business begun? Began? Begun. <laughs> How did yeah. it start? It- Actually, an eight-figure business, which is oh, unbelievable. <laughs> um, it gets even better. <laughs> yes, and all everybody listening, you can go from zero to a hundred to eight figures and nine or beyond if you want. Um, yeah, my my story a little bit going. I've been a worker since I've been three years old. I kind of make the joke. I was like selling rocks to my neighbors because everyone needed them back then. Um, <laughs> kind of like have, was really born like an entrepreneur, wanting to make money. My parents got divorced when I was seven, and I had such like a despair feeling. My mom, after my dad left, came and I wanted these Abercrombie jeans for $42. And she said, well, Jenny, that's all the money we have for food for two weeks to live on with me, you and your sister. And so I knew right then like money, um, we needed more of it basically to have these necessities. And my grandma back then when I was eight bought me this little pink Kodak camera Mm -hmm. and I now know after being 41 years old and tens of thousands of dollars in therapy hours, (laughs) the reason I loved um, the camera was when I was eight, I would go up to everybody and be like, smile, let me take your picture. And what it did was it really like lit my heart on fire to see other people happy because I was so sad inside. And so I was always the girl back then with the camera. We didn't have camera phones like all the way through like college. And so I always had a real camera and wanted to do that my whole life and be a photographer. And so at 17, when I was in high school, I told my mom, I wanted to be a photographer. And she's like, Oh, that's not a real job. You won't make any money. So you have to go to college. So I was like, oh my God, where am I going to go? I'm from Chicago. I always say the cornfields of Chicago, fun. And I was like, where can I go to get away from everything? I just was so miserable my whole life. And so I was like, I'm going to Tampa, Florida, University of South Florida, as far as I could with no um, direction as far as what I wanted to do when I get there, because I just wanted to be a photographer. 
Mm-hmm. And so I got there and my mom dropped me off. And the first thing I did was get my tongue pierced because everyone needed that at 17. <laughs> we definitely did. It was a coming of age. Totally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I danced on the bar and got in a bar at 17. And um, that was, I always say, I ended up dropping out of college. I was always working. I had seven jobs all four years I was there. I was the number one club oh. promoter at Ybor City. Oh my gosh. So much fun. The most fun I never want to have. Got into drugs, um, failed out of college miserably. I did get my PhD in partying, just to give you a little background. (laughs) (laughs) So she graduated in a different way. (laughs) Yes. Um, And got myself into bankruptcy. I had no skills as far as like, I remember getting my first Capital One credit card. um, And I was like, wow, I get $500. And I went and bought a $42 BB shirt that ended up costing me like $7,000 at the end because I didn't pay for (laughs) it. (laughs) and um four years after being in in college when my friends started passing away or going to jail for drugs and just being complete degenerates god came to me and said you need to make a change in your life and i was like oh my gosh my mom did not know all the things i'm talking about right now she knew i was in debt and she said why don't you come back to chicago and i um got back to Chicago and felt like the biggest loser ever. And all my friends were like engaged. They found their significant other. They're graduating college. A lot of them were teachers. And I thought, oh my God, what, what am I going to do with myself? Um, put myself back together. I had um, moved out to New Jersey with a guy that I met and I started working out there for $9 an hour at Bed Bath & Beyond. Mm. And thinking that that was it, like that's all I was going to do. And so um, I worked really hard. And that's what I want to like tell everybody is that when you work hard, no matter how much money you're making, how much debt you're in, if you work hard to move forward into the next level of whatever that is, if it's $10 an hour, $11 an hour, whatever, you can do it, but you're the only one that's going to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. And so the next like level from that was $40,000 a year is the salary position that I ended up getting thinking that was the best I was ever going to do in my whole life. And, um, I'm kind of giving this long story of how no, this, this is great. I love, okay. I love stories like this because, you know, you hear these stories that are like, wow, she went from nothing to everything. How'd she do it? And they're like, I don't know. You know, I just had a moment and things changed and then I had everything and you have no context of oh. how that happened. So no, please. Oh yeah. my goodness. And that's what I do want to tell everyone, no matter what hard place you're at in your life, you can get wherever you want to go. Mm. Um, So I was then recruited by a very high-end audio video company that I didn't know anything about. All I knew is I loved music because I was in the club atmosphere for so long and watching movies. And so they were like, we'd love for you to come. They like poached me and they said, it's a hundred percent commission. And I was like, I don't even Mm -hmm. know how to sell anything. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, you do. We, we recruited you from Bed Bath & Beyond. So I remember driving off the lot of Bed Bath & Beyond and I was on the phone with my mom who also told me wasn't a real job to be a photographer, even though I love her so much. Yeah. And she goes, don't leave Bed Bath & Beyond. You're making more money than me as a first grade school teacher. You'll never make more than 40000 with no college education. And really was like, don't go. And I said, mom, I'm going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my goal was to make 41000 I ended up making $80,000 the first year, doubled my income. Wow. And knew I could sell. And, you know, we all have the sales ability. So if you're listening out there and you're like, I can't sell, I don't like salespeople, you sell yourself every single day on what you want to wear, your makeup you want to put on, what your kids are having for breakfast, where you live, the dates you go on with your significant other, the whole thing, right? So you are a salesperson no matter what. 
And um, then I ended up selling flooring. And so anyways, 14 years ago, it leads me into creating this business. So I was sitting in Chicago. I like making jokes a lot. I was sitting in Chicago in the winter. No one buys flooring in the winter in Chicago. And so I was like, I want to be a photographer. And I was married at the time. And everyone in my entire life said, you can't just be a photographer. Do not quit your $150,000 a year job. Um, there's already too many photographers. You have no business experience. You have no camera, no nothing. And I said, wow, I'm onto something again. I better right. quit the job and I better start doing something. I have no idea. So, um, I asked my best friend what I should take pictures of, bought a camera. And she's like, how about me and lingerie for her boyfriend at the time? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not doing porn. What are you, do- what are you talking about? And she's like, <laughs> She's like, no, how about like pretty pictures in lingerie, like Victoria's Secret? I said, okay, I can do that. So I started telling everybody in my life and my family is very conservative. And they were like, oh my God, what are you doing? Didn't believe in me at all. And after six months, my photography phone started ringing more than my flooring phone. And God again came to me and said, you have an opportunity and you either Mm -hmm. need to take it or it's not coming around again. And I right there gave my two weeks notice. I had like $10,000 in the bank. I had pulled myself out of bankruptcy, almost bankruptcy from college. Um, 10,000 in the bank, making 150,000, bought the camera, quit. And I was just on another podcast right before this. And she asked me like, how did, how did you, did you make that decision to do that? Like, was I was scary? just thinking, cause it's come up multiple times where you're like, no, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take the risk. And I wanted to know, yeah, with everyone, especially your family being like, no, 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 no. Stay at the 40,000. No, no, no. Stay at the 80. No, stay at the 150. How in you, what shifts that makes you unique to making these risks or taking these risks? So the biggest risks in life that I've ever taken have paid off, when I say exponentially, millions over, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one thing I would say is, if you, the hardest, I just wrote this quote down right before we got on, it said, the greatest sign of intelligence is the ability to change. Mm -hmm. And so everyone hates change, no matter what, no matter, you know, put this over here on this side, everyone's like, oh my God, I'm so used to it over here, whatever the case is. The thing you have to remember is, is all of these things, when I said, I'm just going to take the leap, I'm just going to go do it. The thing I always told myself was, I always could go back to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You always can right. go back there. You can always get that job again, you know, whatever it is. So what's, if I don't take the risk, I'm never going to know what's on the other side. Like, it's like searching for a pot of gold. Right. Well, what if I do this? Well, what if right? And then the other thing too is you have to have a a muscle that you have to flex in order to understand that failure is actually what's going to produce winning results. No one just wins. Things don't just fall on our lap. We have to go out and get it ourselves. And our parents aren't going to give that to us, our significant other, our kids, nobody, just us. And so there has to be this like driving force in all of us. It's like, there's something more out there. When you get that like inspiration or that itch or something comes across your life, no matter what realm it's in, it's like, hmm, I'm interested in that. What could it look like, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, going back to starting the business with no skills, and this is 14 years ago, and um, I only had 12 12 clients booked when I left, left my company with no studio. 
and have grown that company into eight figures, which is really unbelievable. After 14 years, we've had 13 locations from New York to Southern California, everywhere in between. My goal just recently was to do a $100 million valuation at 50 locations. And so I guess I'm in this part right now where I wouldn't consider it a failure, but I've pulled back on this dream, which is also okay, I've decided. Um, for anybody that's really grinding every day, we're going on the other side of people too, right? That are like, I'm doing it, I'm going, yeah. I'm going to get this body, this relationship, whatever it is, you're just grinding for this yeah. thing. You have to ask yourself like, what is it that you're grinding for? Because for instance, like business, there's already zeros in the bank, right? I've already proven to myself I can do it. Can I make more zeros? Sure. Mm -hmm. But at a certain place, you have to say like, what else is there in life? Like, right. what is this money going to do for you? And my accountant and my CPA actually just asked me this, like, Jenny, what do you keep wanting to build this $100 million company for? And I said, well, I really just want like two multi-million dollar homes that are in the mountains and on the beach with great views and a pool. And I want to invite all my friends to come and have a drink and like watch the sunset and play some music. And they're like, yeah. but you already can do that now. And I like the light bulb went off and I just hired yeah. the last couple months, a CFO, a COO, growing this business, deciding, okay, I have to become the CEO of this. I now have eight companies after this split that I did. And I decided to myself, I thought, I don't want to be the CEO. I don't want to step into that role. That's not actually what I want. What I want is I want the rest of my life to become balanced as well. And I want that amazing relationship that I haven't been successful in yet that I know I can be. Like sure. in your heart open, right? You're... Yep the changes that will come with all that. I started working out. I lifted the heaviest weights say that I've ever lifted. I started yeah. cooking. And so all these things, like no matter what it is, like I hope everybody that's listening, somewhere in your life, you want to change, right? Mm -hmm. You want a new look. You want a new relationship. You want a new business, whatever. Ask yourself, what is going to actually make you happy in this life? Right. This morning, my lawyer texted me and said his mom passed away. And he wrote in there, I only had 39 years. I, I wish I would have known I only had 39 years with her. And I got this like thing over my body again. Mm -hmm. And I, and I said, yeah, you never, we never know when the last day is. And he said, thanks for I, being friends. And that also hit me too. Right. Cause like we can talk about money and making money and yeah. all the things, but there's so much more to life than just this, these businesses everybody's building too. I think that's such a strong point because I, I just watched, um, you know, and I don't know who it was, but it was, it was like a wealthier man talking about that. He's like, you know, money is wonderful and it is important to be able to pay for your life and to have the things that you want as big or as small as you need them to be. But at the end of the day, if you're jumping into your Rolls Royce and you're still unhappy inside, it doesn't matter how much money you have. So actually, let's segue into that because I think you're really hitting on some very powerful points. There are people who have been very successful in their businesses and in their jobs and in their careers listening right now, but they are unhappy. And it is more of the question of what is this worth what do I need more of instead of just my ego or my safety or, you know, what I think I'm supposed to have because society tells me I'm supposed to. And I think it's a really great point that you made when your accountant was like, well, what do you want? You're like, well, I want a house in the mountains and at the beach and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you could do that now. And it's really interesting because I think there is kind of a disconnect. Sometimes we forget 
that we can have or that we do have what we think we want, we just kind of overlook it. And I wanted to ask you, what do you think that is? Why do you think people do that? Or why have you done that? I think that we need to like be a little more calm and sit back in our energy and really be grateful with everything that we have. No matter, we're always trying to strive for something more. And well, I hope that most people are trying to strive for something more in some part of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, the gratitude though, every day, like I don't wake up happy every day. I'm not sure about you. I don't know if everybody. <laughs> no, I wake up happy Every day, every (laughs) single day. (laughs) And it's just important to like, you know, write down or just think of the three things that are seriously so basic that we take for granted. Like I I will say, I'm so grateful for my eyesight. I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful for my hands. I'm so grateful to have a heart, to feel love. Mm -hmm. And, um, and also I, you know, we started this out about going through some hard things. So wrapping this kind of backwards or going backwards. I've been divorced, which has was very challenging. And I've also survived and thrived through domestic violence as well. Um, he's in prison now actually for part of what he had done to me, um, and other people as well. And so anyone who's listening that is, um, going through anything that's challenging, the light will always shine again. Mm -hmm. And so, I hope someone heard that truly because I lived in such a dark place for so long thinking that that was my reality and it was at that moment. And I it was so hard to keep believing that some, somehow something was going to change. And, and it did. And I'm finally sitting here happy, which took me 41 years to actually say that right now. And I was just asked like, are you dating? And I'm like, I am finally dating. And, and, um, and how I did that, like, wouldn't you just close off your heart? Like that would just be the easiest thing from all the things that we've all been through and anybody else that's listening to, like, you have to keep 1% hope alive in your heart, at least just one. Mm-hmm. And if you close down your heart, you are, you might be literally the person will just pass you by because you're not even open to it. So you have no idea. So it's like, I've proven to myself that you can pull yourself through the mud and get over onto the other side and you can see the light again. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm working on the relationship portion of life and not building the hundred million dollar company and seeing what's out there to find an amazing man to spend my life with in the mountain with the sunset. Like I know it's going to happen at some point, my best friend to just enjoy life with. So, yeah, I, I think that, you know, if what you're doing is you're taking the energy that you were putting towards that hundred million dollar business and your business in general, and you're just, you know, striving to be something more and you're just putting it in a different direction. And if, you know, people listening are thinking, I know how to do that in my career, but I don't know how to do that in love. I really do think it's the same amount of energy. It's the same focus. It's the same because we learn the most about ourselves when we are in a relationship with somebody else, whether it's good or bad. We learn so much. And if you, you know, listening are afraid to be in relationship or, you know, have been through trauma, have been through hurt, clearly you have as well. Same here. The scariest thing to do is to put us, ourselves out there. But when we do, we learn so much more and actually strangely in my experience and i'm not sure about yours 
it makes me not only trust myself more, but it makes me realize that like, even if something did go wrong, I would pull myself out of it before it got really bad. What about you? Oh, a hundred percent. The other thing too, that I've learned in life is with these relationships that didn't work out. I was part of them as well. I had, uh, uh, someone said this years ago and they said, do you realize Jenny that you had the key to the golden hand, the invisible golden handcuffs the whole time Mm -hmm. and you decided to stay. And that was like a light bulb that burst. And I was like, Oh my God, like, where did this come from that I attracted this type of person into my life? Um, and so that's hard to look at in yourself. And I always encourage everyone go to a therapist, read the books, do personal development. It's only going to help you. Mm -hmm. Um, you never know. And, and that's why I think I'm excited to see what this next chapter holds because not that I'm perfect, there's no such thing, but better than what I was. Uh, So many learning lessons. And like I said, at the beginning, like the only way to win is to fail first. Um, and so I just, my heart just pounded when I just said that big baby. So, um, I know that I'm also in a better place now going through all the trauma that has happened for the man that I'm supposed to be with as well. Um, and so just to be patient and, and chill on the idea for a little bit and take the chances and see what comes along. And you know, that person will hold you and hold you in their hands and take care of you because they'll love the woman that you are and protect you and just keep you safe. You know, you know, you're never going to go back into the hands of someone who wouldn't do that. So oh, I love this. I think this is a beautiful story of overcoming, but also like you said, you know, we're always evolving. We're always learning no matter, you know, what it looks like on the outside, there's still stuff that is being learned on the inside. And it just goes to show you that we're all just human and we're all just trying to make the best life and to realize what is important too. It's not always just having, you know, the original goal of the hundred million dollar business. It's about no, I don't really, really need that. What I really need is love. And I love my business and I need romantic love and friendship love and family love and all of that. So it's just finding good balance. Um, Is there one thing that you would like to tell our audience that is really important for them to know that you've learned? Yeah, I'd love to tell a quick story about my grandma, who's 93 years old. Um, She's been an inspiration my whole life. She's the one who bought me the pink Kodak camera when I was little. So she actually did her first boudoir shoot at 85 years old in a black dress. Um, And she had a boyfriend at the time, and it was so special. She was the most nervous client ever. Every woman is nervous to do this, but she was the most nervous. Yeah. And um, so she came in, rocked her shoot in a black dress. Um, during COVID, uh, she was 90 years old. She, I was like, Nana, are you okay during COVID? Oh yeah, this is great timing. Best p- attitude ever. Great timing. I'm fin- going to finish my book finally after 10 years. Yeah. Finishes her book, publishes it, has five book signings around our little town. I put her up on a billboard here down the street in Chicago and she's up there in her black dress for boudoir. It says, if she can do it, you can do it too. And she just published her second novel at 93 years old. And so if anyone's listening to this, most likely you're under the age of 93 years old, I would assume. (laughs) And seriously, if she can do this, you can do anything that you set your heart and mind and soul to. Everything, my quote is, everything is possible for you. 
Ah, what a beautiful way to end. Thank you so much. Tell people how they can find you. Thank you so much. Um, find me on Instagram, everything Jenny Taylor. I'd love to hear from you guys. DM me. And my businesses are every, or no, Jenny Taylor Boudoir Photography, if you want to do a shoot. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you for having me. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there.